Bamba slug. What it do, baby? Where <laughs> it is, back in this piece. Man, good to be back. Good to be back. What's good with it? Man, not much. What you do this weekend? Man. Besides, <laughs> did y'all get a bunch of snow? Yeah, we did, man. I went to the little Packer game, man. Them guys, man. Packer fans are some delusional motherfuckers, bro. Just <laughs> <laughs> because you, you beat the Bears with Justin Fields don't mean you're going to the, the, the goddamn big game. Y'all still got to go through Tom Brady. <laughs> They got a whole bunch of people to go through in the in the NFC. It's gonna be it ain't gonna be no walkthrough. Nah. It's gonna be a very challenging playoffs. Just anybody that think they're finna walk in there and just walk off for the win, they're gonna be up for <clears throat> it's just crazy though, man. The, the atmosphere around the stadium be so live, man. Just how they prepare for the games and all that kind of stuff. You just you almost forget you in a small town when you over there in that part of the city. So Shout out to the, the Green Bay Packer District and all that shit that y'all put together over there, man. We're going to be doing some work with y'all pretty soon with the podcast, man. I had a plug with they little, I guess it's a, a PR person. Or, uh, I guess it's like, I don't know if it's a social media guy or whatever, but I plugged with him yesterday and he was asking, like, if we, because uh, he was asking about the podcast and if we'll, uh, you know, do a little sports take or come out and fuck with myself. I was there. That's good. That'd be what's up. I was watching the game. I was looking at it. I was like, at first, I was like, look at the Bears. They look at an off to a good start. Then they start getting a little cocky. I was like, that ain't a good idea. I'm like, you still, at some point, you still going to have to deal with that man. Aaron Rodgers ain't going to stay sucking the entire game. Right. And y'all ain't going to get to him the entire game. And even if y'all do get to him, you're going to see him start sidestepping and stepping up in the pocket and then still blasting down the motherfucking field. So, and that's exactly that what he did. <laughs> Thought they was doing something. Next thing you know, you start seeing them flinging that mud down the field, and they were. And, and right before that, the announcers had just said something about how good thirty three was guarding Devontae. Uh, Devontae Adams, yeah. As <laughs> soon as he said that, like about three plays later, <laughs> torch touchdown. Loose on them motherfuckers. Then after that, it was pretty much a done deal, man. I was like, y'all ain't. I mean, they, I ain't gonna lie. They surprised me. The Bears did. Yeah, me too. Normally. When they come into when they come into Green Bay, especially into Lambeau Field, most of the time they play good for maybe like a half a second, and then they just lay down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this time they actually was putting up a fight, so I was kind of shocked. I was like, "Oh, they oh they putting up a real fight." <laughs> I was kind of shocked that they actually put up some effort in the game, and you know what I'm saying that little <clears throat> that little kick return dude, the little mini Warhog, that boy was out of there. Uh, Grant, yeah, he he was eating two of them. It's just crazy, man. Like, I've seen a lot of kick returns and stuff like that, like, watching the games. But, like, when you see it in person, it'd be looking like them motherfuckers be gone, bro. It'd be looking like they on Jets. <laughs> Skeet it off on them a few times. But then again, it, it just comes down to did you win the game or not? <laughs> right, yep. That's what it went. is, how good you play, you can try to take a more victory from it if you want to, but at the end of the day, it comes down to that don't, don't show up on your schedule, nigga. No, don't, and it don't show up on your on your record either. So you either no. lost and they lost that game. They pull forth forever, they fall back, but too little, too late. They're talking that shit and start getting cocky and doing a championship belt joint, and after that, it was done deal. Yeah, man. That's how it is, you know. And the, and the Bears fans is almost just as delusional as the Packers fans. So <laughs> every year, every year, and then they're gonna mention they're gonna mention the fact that Aaron Rodgers brought up that that statement about owning the Bears, and then they they said, "Well, 
be honest with you, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I said, damn, I said, you know you messed up when somebody make a comment about you and the, and the comment back from other people is like, well, What's it? It, it's true. <laughs> Even the, yeah, the commentator said that shit last <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, he said some shit, but it's true. <laughs> I'll be like, man, never mind, man. Forget it. Like you, you can't win that. You can't win that argument. No, not right now, man. And, and hopefully, you know, at some point the Bears get in a position where they can kind of get back and have they 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 bragging rights too. But at right now, don't y'all can't say shit to Aaron Rodgers. So don't it even try. Be this week. So <laughs> not this time. Did, did y'all have a bye this week? Yeah, yeah, we was off. Cause we okay. played some weird ass Saturday game on the 18th. <laughs> oh yeah, I see that. I see it's two Saturday games next week, right? Yeah, that's weird as hell. I, I normally they, oh, I guess they they be always trying to figure out a way to try to increase views and try to do something different. So I can I can definitely see them doing it. They did it a few times last year too. And then Saturday games, I don't know how much I don't know how, if they're popular or not because that ain't today's people usually watching it on. So. No, man, that shit throw my schedule off. I'm supposed to be watching college football or, or fucking around or something that day. I ain't supposed to be watching my team. And then we got to play the motherfucking Patriots who ain't <laughs> lost a game since week seven or some shit like that. I don't want to play them motherfuckers. No way. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of that, Tom Brady demands has did it again. <laughs> man, that motherfucker, bro. Can't nobody be do that. I don't know how many times he got to prove <laughs> that he the greatest. But last night was another one of those notches in this belt and broke another record in the process. I think that was his 700 touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, this dude is on fire right now. And and you watch that games, ain't nothing fancy about it at all. Ain't nothing pretty about none of their games. But, man, if you're talking about a team that just be finding ways to win, they won them. Yeah, I mean, you can't. That's the thing, though. You can't discredit them because uh, they won two punts. Like, if Brady ain't doing it, then Fournette going to run all over your ass. If Fournette ain't having the best game, then Brady going to sit back there and pick your ass apart. And that's what happened to the Indianapolis Colts. They were so prepared, they were so, so prepared for Tom Brady that they forgot that number seven was going to run on their motherfucking head. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened to us. We was covering them pretty good, and they wasn't getting them big shots like they was last night. But it, because we was uh, so busy guarding their corner, uh, our corners was out there guarding their receivers. wasn't nobody in the middle, so that motherfucker was, had two, three hundred yards against. Us. <laughs> yeah, he ate. He got off, and there ain't nothing, ain't nothing extra about it. And what, like I said, they don't, their games don't be nothing spectacular, but they always end up on top. And that's why I said they go down and get a field goal. I'm like, that ain't enough. <laughs> You that is enough. enough. You're going to have to score a touchdown. And then you're going to leave that much time for Tom Brady left to go down the field? That's a mistake. I ain't never putting my money on that again. I done lost way too much money betting on that guy. And I'll never do it again. I don't care who they playing against. That was just like last year when they played against the KC. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you putting your money on KC? I'm like, man, I want too bad because I want to support, you know what I'm saying, Holmes. But at the end of the day, I done I lost too much <laughs> Tom Brady, and I'm not doing it again. I definitely put all my money on Tom Brady and won my money. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, them beating the Bills actually uh, helped the coach last night. We back in the playoff race. So, thanks, Tom. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that, that. That put y'all back in contention again. So, that's yeah. good. And y'all need it. And I think I think team, they like, a team like yours needs to be in, in the playoffs because y'all going to surprise some people, even though y'all don't look the best all the time. Y'all definitely not a team that most teams want to play. Right, 
Right. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, my 49ers luckily pulled one out last night. No overtime, thanks to the big performance by Kittle. Kittle was killing them. Man, last. he was eating ass, and he just came back, didn't he? Yeah, they had no answer for him at all. And then I saw a couple times he got up and he was limping. I was like, oh, no, Lord, please don't do this to me. <laughs> no, please don't. I'm like, man, they stayed injured. Fred Warner was down for a minute at the game. I was like, come on now. This, this can't be right. This can't be it, man. But Kittle came through in some big moments. You know what I'm saying? They said something during that game last night, too, that I didn't think about all season. But he said, just imagine if the 49ers ever really had, like, their full roster. Like, if everybody, all their good people was healthy and they lining up. Like, y'all would be a cold-ass thing. Even with Jimmy G as the, uh, the quarterback, y'all would be cold as fuck if y'all had, like, y'all full arsenal motherfuckers that y'all really got on y'all team that's on, under contract with y'all. Y'all, y'all actually have a killer-ass squad. We always flirting would be being between good and and exceptional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like right now we just like and now we just mediocre sometimes and then we get to that good point, but we never get over the hump because we keep losing players so we can't get to that exceptional stage. But I mean last night <clears throat> there was a couple of times when the ball's in Jimmy hand I was like, nah man, I can't at the end of the game I, I, I just knew he was gonna throw the ball. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't got confidence in the guy to have the ball in his hands at the end of the game. I just, I just don't. He just failed me too many times, man. When we needed him the most, but last night he luckily came through, and that was a good yeah. play design and short pass. And you yeah. did the rest and got the game winning touchdown. And they were trying to review it. I was like, nah, don't review that. That's a touchdown. I'll, 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 I'll review that shit. <laughs> I'll review that. Shit. That's a touchdown. I'm like, I don't need you reviewing and digging your nose in places it ain't supposed to be. <laughs> it's a touchdown. <laughs> I hope it's a touchdown. <laughs> right. Man, I, so wish, I, was, I wish. I was so happy. I was like, man, I'm glad we pulled that out. But they was, man, again, we had them down and was killing them. And then, of course, they start exposing our D-backs. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what – I mean, the thing is, y'all got some lockdown guys. It's just like y'all be getting tired or whoever the whoever the motherfucking uh, breathing coach is over there. Uh, them niggas at the end of the game, that just be seeming so tired. Like, you was literally locking him up all game. Now it's the fourth quarter. This motherfucker's running by, motherfucker. Number 20 it has to be one of the worst cornerbacks I've seen in a long time. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. I was so mad at him last night. He had two – Hands to the face penalties. Man. He killed us. Then he got burnt for a touchdown. Right. Just and the nigga, killed us. It's like he didn't even know where the ball was at. That's the crazy thing. Come on, man. Number 20 was just out there. Wow. And then he was laid on the ground hurt. So then at first I was like, good, get his ass out the game. But then, I <laughs> then I forgot. Damn, if he's starting, that means ain't nobody behind him. Or whoever's yeah, behind him. <laughs> So I was like, shit, <laughs> we might need fans. <laughs> I'm like, dang. Because at first I was like, man, because I was yelling at the TV, get him off the game. He was getting <laughs> killed. Like every time they went to his side, I just seen the look on his face and it was he was distraught. <laughs> he was giving up big plays. Too. He didn't want like no regular plays. He was giving up big plays. I think the two hands to the faces gave them automatic first downs. When yeah. we had him in third down situation. Third, yeah, third eight. Don't give him two. Eight was one of them. 
and they scored on both of those opportunities. So I'm mm-hmm. like, man, you just gave up some points, man. With your yeah, I extending drives, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm glad we pulled it out. Not, I'm, I feel bad for the Ravens right now. I, everybody on their fan base, including everybody in the front office, and every player better, every player better be praying. <clears throat> Boy, they better motherfucking. Uh, and, and they, they better pray to God, Allah, uh, Jezway, whoever the fuck. Y'all better pray on that boy ankle. <laughs> Because they need him. You know, it's bad enough. They get into the playoffs, and they seem to choke every year. And that's with Lamar balling up until that point. So they definitely can't afford not to have him going into the playoffs. Like the thing they were saying yesterday, though, <laughs> like the thing that make dudes so cold is his ability to be mobile and to trick them guys into running, that he going to run and stuff like that. And this is a design run place for him. With an injury, like an ankle injury, as a quarterback, you can play. But that take away some of Lamar's effectiveness as just being a threat. Like, if they know, okay, his ankle hurt, dog. I'm not that worried about this nigga running. He's going to have to beat us with his arm. Not saying he can't, but it just take away some of what they can do as an offense. Yeah, so I – and for the, for the sake of it being a good playoffs, I hope he come back too. Exactly. And if for everybody that was asleep on KC and thought it was over with because they was playing horrible, I know earlier we had talked about how horrible they looked and how it looked like they season was going to be over with. Boy, they seem to start sparking up at the right moment of the season, boy. Because they is killing folks right now, and their defense then stepped up again. Yeah, problem. And, that, and that's, what, that's what you want to do, actually. I mean, I fucked the first couple, three, four games. That don't matter, you know what I mean? But right. they, they getting hot at the right time. And, and, and the opposite of them is the motherfuckers, the Bills. The Bills started yeah. off. Josh Allen was the man. Couldn't nobody guard nobody. They were doing everything. Uh, and now that them just can't win a game to save their life. <laughs> no, so they definitely, like you said, they definitely, they definitely sparking up at the right time right now. And I, while we on sports, I want I kind of want to get into um <clears throat> big lawsuit that was uh resolved with the U.S. gymnastics squad, uh, USA gymnastics and USA Olympics and Paralympics, uh, Paralympic, para, uh, what is it? Which yeah, one? Paralympics committee, uh. Oh yeah, yeah. To a $380 million payout to the survivors of uh sexual abuse by the hands of uh that old boy Larry Nassar, old dirt ass, yeah. boy, touching on folks while they were doing gymnastics and other affiliates of the USA gymnastics squad, uh USA gymnastics. So I mean it's huge. This is a huge lawsuit, three hundred eighty million. Yeah, I was reading about it, man. It is just crazy. And the reason why it's so big is because of how long it went on. It wasn't like it was just like one or two years. That shit been going mm-hmm. on for a while. So the fact that they was able to do that, they setting the bar high for anything else like that to happen. And and they have to take responsibility for everybody involved, including Larry. So let that be, you know what I'm saying? Put everybody on notice that you better be paying attention to who you hire and who you got to representing you. Because at some point, if you if you got the bag and they come after that individual, it's coming out of your pocket too. Yep, you're gonna be the one paying, goddamn. So you better make sure you're paying attention to who you got working for you and who you got representing you, because at some point it's gonna it's gonna fall on your shoulders. So definitely, you know, what I'm saying condolences, not condolences, but I'm glad. I hope everybody that was involved <clears throat> get the help that they need and that they can heal and hopefully just create some kind of closure for them and that they can try to get back to some kind of normalcy. Right. So, no doubt. No doubt. Definitely have to bring that up. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> we're gonna jump back up to the top and get into this black excellence. You yeah. Know, speaking of gymnastics, um, 
Simone Biles was named uh, Time Magazine Athlete of the Year. Not female athlete, but athlete of the year. Yep. So big shout out to Simone Biles for that. It's been a while since a female has been named athlete of the year, not just female athlete of the year. Oh, that's always a shout out, man. And, you know, it just go to show, you know, even sometimes speaking up and, and doing something out of the norm can still pay off. Because I know at one point, that motherfucker was done with her ass. Oh, yeah. You know, they were trying to persecute her for what she was standing up for yeah. and how she was doing. So the fact that she was able to bounce back and get that and not pay attention to the noise, all the chatter that was in the background, right. that's huge. Because, you know, that that can play into the mental health issues that she was talking about. Hell yeah. Everybody's feedback and everybody got something to say and it's negative and they used to love you, but now they're on the other side because they're mad because you didn't participate, blah, blah. So <clears throat> definitely good. I'm glad that she was able to bounce back and, and get that award. No doubt, no doubt, man. Also read something. Uh, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, it's in Atlanta. They got a mall called the Black Wall Street in uh, Stonecrest, um, Georgia. Yeah. Grand opening was November 2nd, and then the mall is basically to show homage to the original Black Wall Street that was destroyed in Tulsa, Oklahoma about 100 years ago. So basically, it's just a mall with all Black-owned business and entrepreneurs. Um, so it's definitely something that I'm going to check out the next time I go to ATL. So and crazy thing, sure. they're already trying to tear that down, not tear it down, but they're already talking shit about it, talking about how can you have a mall that only got black people and only got black businesses and black this and black that. Man, come on, bro. We can't do shit without motherfuckers complaining about it. <laughs> you already know. Shit, bro. You already know. So, at the end of the day, and I, I knew that was going to be an issue. Right. Anytime we try to have something that's all black. For our own. It's for our own. That kind of shit happened. Backlash happens. And that's what we were just talking about that in another podcast where it said, they always want somebody to pull their stuff up by the bootstraps, and then as soon as you pull yourself up by the bootstraps, they're like, I'm burning your bootstraps off. The boot. <laughs> I'm taking the straps, the boots, and if you keep it up, we're going to cut your feet off, too. <laughs> yep. Oh, you want to have some boots and bootstraps, huh? I'll show you. You ain't going to need no boots because you ain't going to have no feet. This is a perfect Exactly. Every time. Every time. So, you think about this. Every other mall that you go to, who is the mall owned by? Exactly. All the signing balls and all that shit. It ain't owned by us. No. And then and all then all the other people that's in the store, they don't own those stores. They're renting out a space. Right. So anytime we get something that's black owned, it's an issue. But if it's white owned, it's not an issue. And if it's white supported, then it's not an issue. But if it's black black supported and black sustained, it's a definitely an issue because they can't have that. That's just a sign of people doing things in a way that they don't want to see where that's going to create some kind of wealth and create a situation where it opens up the doors for other people to follow that, follow that lead. Definitely don't want to see that happen. They don't want to see that happen. That's what I'm saying. So it's although they, they say that though, because man, like it is black excellence, man. And I'm glad you brought it up. Now, the unfortunate thing is as soon as I read about that, the next article was how they was trying to do uh, they was trying to pick apart the business, the back door, the back end of it. Basically, you know, they can't come out and say, we don't want y'all to have an all-black mall. So they want to say, what was the funding sources and blah, blah, blah. So they trying to do, you know how they do it, man. They try to do like some little black door shit to try to do it. And I'm like, man, just leave it alone, dog. <laughs> Watch. Uh, yeah, some tax evasions. Um, 
you guys weren't actually um, didn't get a permit for three of the chaos stores in there. So we're going to have to shut the whole store down for that. <laughs> and you know what? Please believe if they want to, they're going to find a way to get in there and infiltrate and cause issues. Yeah, they're going to get a and motherfucker. They're going to pay a motherfucker to get a store up in there. I have him running for about six months and then burn his store and the whole mall down. <laughs> I'm like, damn, dog, y'all some dirty motherfuckers. And we didn't seen it too many times before us to know that as soon as I as soon as I read, like you said, as soon as I read the article, I was like, <laughs> I guarantee it's gonna be some pushback. It's gonna be some pushback. So we already knew that. So I mean But shout out to y'all for, for at least having the balls and the wherewithal to put that together, man, because just like me and Pro know. I'm sure y'all knew when y'all had the idea of having the Black Wall Street uh, re- reproduction of the Black Wall Street, Black Mall, Black Mall Street. I'm sure y'all knew, just like we know. Y'all been living in the same America we've been living in. It's the two different ones. <laughs> so, for sure, you already know what that what that looks like for us, and we we constantly have to come here having that conversation because it's examples every everywhere you look around. It's examples everywhere. You can't avoid it. And for us, like for some people, they don't have they don't have the the care to want to see. Mm-hmm. We don't have a choice. Yeah, we don't see it. <laughs> we have to see it. And if we, just because we act like we don't see it, that don't mean for us it don't affect us and then that it's it just going to go away. Right. We, just definitely don't wanna, we don't want to harp on every motherfucking thing we see because then it's, oh, man, y'all always complaining. Y'all always... So we don't even point out half the shit over half the shit we see. We don't even say nothing about <laughs> we, we just pick the most interesting situations and topics and talk about those because they're relevant to what's going on with us as far as how we can move forward. And we always talk about being solution based. This is a solution. Right. And right yeah. away you see the solution. What happens when we put a solution out there? It's already being contested <laughs> already. <laughs> Not even a year in business. And they already try to fuck with you. Y'all ain't even got no record to go off of to say <laughs> we did everything fiscally right. We ain't even got a quarter in yet for y'all to scrutinize. Leave us alone. Yeah, it's crazy, man. You know they always find something, man. But also, uh, and and when after I read that article, I read another article about um, an article that was, I think it was something from back in 2020, when they created a unit. Uh, I think it was a unit called uh, Counter Network Division. Hmm. Uh, one of the federal government agencies created that division. And they were given clearance to uh, investigate 20 journalists as well as members of the Congress and their staff. And I was shocked because when they said when the time with the time frame that it was that it happened. Yeah. I was like, that was right up Buddy Allen. <laughs> yeah. He would he was saying that out loud <laughs> that he yeah. wanted to investigate it. So now to come to find out, he wasn't just saying it, it was happening. It was going on, yeah. It was going on behind the scenes. Wow. And, you know what I'm saying? The counterintelligence that was that was going on at the time. So now they're looking into that, trying to see if it's gonna be but you know ain't nothing gonna happen with it. They're it's just gonna, crazy. It's gonna swept under the rug and it's gonna right. be one of those things that another one of those violations, and that ain't the first time we've seen a president overstep his boundaries versus power and shit like that. You been we've been seeing that shit since whenever. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It ain't gonna be the, it ain't gonna be the last time, and it ain't it definitely ain't the first time. No, nah, man, it's just it's just like you said with the increase in media and social media and the access that we have. 
the shit is going to start coming out more and more. Like you said, this ain't the first time, but, you know, it's hard to keep anything secret anymore. Nothing's secret anymore. So, you know, more shit going to come out, more nasty shit going to come out. Hopefully more good shit come out too. But, you know, motherfuckers is 10 times more likely to talk about the negative than the positive. Uh, and with that being said, man, shout out to Megan Thee Stallion, Black Excellence. She uh, graduated walking across the stage with her fellow alum last weekend. So, you know, she talked crazy and she got a ratchet ass mouth <laughs> and a fake ass walk, like she said. She's a college graduate now, so shout out to Megan Thee Stallion, Tina Snow. Oh, where? What, what school did she graduate from? Oh, it was the HBCU. I can't remember which one, oh, um, but yeah, it was a historically black uh, college or university. So, I mean, it just goes to show, like, all the folks is looking up to these rappers, especially the young women is looking up to these women. You know, look at look at that. You know, don't just look at the Jaguar she drove up in. Look at look at the fact that you know she actually put in some time, actually graduated from college with all her credits. So. That's what's up, man. Big shout out to Magda Stallion. This ain't, and she's been on our list for <clears throat> a minute within the last, especially within the last year. Yeah. Uh, giving big shouts out to her for all the improvements and the accolades that she's been achieving so far. So definitely, this is another one of those things that she's accomplished while she's in the game. She not only used her fame for the music side, she used it for something else personal that on her side of getting educated and being an example for young girls in the game as well. So. That's definitely something huge because it's like we said, it's always about what you see. Mm-hmm. Not only do you see her doing <clears throat> some of the other stuff, twerking and, and doing her music videos and doing all the other stuff she's doing, you also get to see some of that balance what she got, which that she's being like receiving other accolades for other things and also educating herself. So right. that's y'all huge. Gonna, you can y'all got a printout of that Sports Illustrated <laughs> cover she was on. Please uh, send it to us. <laughs> It's a hard copy. It's for it's for research purposes only. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, so we like definitely we've been giving her props all year, so we support her. So, if you hear this, Megan, and no, you probably don't, but either way, we support you. Somebody gonna hear. Absolutely, keep doing your thing, and we'll 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 be on your side. We rocking with you no matter what. So, make it happen. What else we got, man? Let me see. Um. Shit. We I, actually I, got a couple things, man. I know, you know, we was looking at, uh, you know, just trying to figure out some things that was going on with Anchor and our podcast in general. Cause some of them was posting and some of them wasn't and all that kind of stuff. So what it required me to do or what I did was I actually went back and listened to some of our old podcasts, man. We really, we really be hitting the nail right on the head. It's damn near like we be telling the future sometimes. Cause on episode 23, we was ha- talking about shit. It's happening right now. Because on episode, I think it was episode 22 or 23, we was talking about the fact that that Ridden Hour cat was out there uh, during the protests and doing that. And that was over a year. That was like a year ago or some crazy shit like that. But we were saying how even though he did that, he was going to get off scot-free. Even though he was out there fucking around and doing this and shooting motherfuckers and all that, we already said, hey, man, we ain't trying to you know be the bearer of bad news. But I wouldn't be surprised if this guy walked away scot-free. And we laughed about it like, nah, I don't think they'll be able to do that. He was out there with an army gun. Seven, eight months, nine, ten months later, what we get? A verdict with this man really getting released to all charges. So we be talking our shit, man. And I know I appreciate y'all viewers that been with us from day one and, you know, the early episodes. We be talking our shit, but it be on point. That was in season one. (laughs) We in season two. We're about to enter season three right now. So we be on point, dog. And it's crazy, like, and, and we we just 
understand how it go because we live this life and we keep seeing these examples over and over again. So at some point, we ain't got to be, you know what I'm saying, on point with being Miss, Mr. Mr. Cleo or nothing like that. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> some of this shit just, just natural for us to know what the results are going to be. And it's the same thing with these relationships too, man. Like when we talking about, you know, the women and men interaction and stuff <laughs> like that, we ain't making no shit up and we ain't, we ain't trying to predict the future. But if you see these reoccurring patterns, you can almost predict what the fuck gonna happen before it happens, you know, even in relationships. So it, it, like bro said, if you start off a relationship, lying to the chick, gassing her up, making her feel this way, that way, and then if the relationship goes on, you start to feel like you don't want to do that no more, or she starts to realize how you really feel about it. <laughs> what do you think will happen to the relationship, goddammit? <laughs> it's going to fail. If you, start off with truth, if you start off with truth, then now now, now you, uh, now you insensitive to a motherfucker. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's just kind of di- different how you, how you got to look at stuff nowadays, man. Absolutely. And I, I just like, when we were speaking about uh, Kyle, it's another cat like while we was talking about that, it's another cat out of Pennsylvania. It's an older dude. He's like 53 years old. I'm going to make him famous real quick. His name Matthew Minchanowitz, like 53 years old. He planted three backpack bombs at a Black Lives Matter protest. Wow. And he served 18 months waiting on his trial. So they let him off and said time served wow. and gave him three years probation. And he was facing 10 years in prison for the charges he was facing. Wow. I will say that none of the bombs did detonate, but that's just another example of the system being unjust in favor of some and not oh, for others. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that was us, they would have been like, but they were supposed to. You yeah. They can't do nothing right, so they ain't blow up. <laughs> and then, and <laughs> right under that, and, and in that same article, they talked about a young individual by the name of Shamar Betts, who was 20, was sentenced to four years in prison in August for inciting the riot after he posted a provocative flyer on social media. Yep. So he posted something on social media. Did, did we all supposed to be able to do? And and got four years in prison for it. And this dude planted bombs in and served 18 months. It's just, it's and just, three years of probation. That's it just, it's just too lopsided, man. It's just too lopsided. It, it never add up. And it can't be explained. It can't well, be explained. It can be. They they just don't like the explanation. It can be, and it has. Been yeah, for sure. We expose we, them all the time. They just don't like. We know what it is. We know what the explanation is, but they they will not never. They'll never admit to that. <laughs> they'll never admit to it, even if we got proof of it, like this. They'll still come up with some bullshit as reason on how it happened. So I wanted to ask you, what's a few steps we can take in our communities to make sure that we put an emphasis on local elections? and the appointment of DAs and judges and other officials. Um, because I think that's important to talk about again, although we touched on it before, but what do you think some steps that we need to take in that, in that area? No, you're absolutely right, man. And, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, when I was here doing the work I was doing in the uh, city of Green Bay and the state of Wisconsin uh, and Fox Valleys in general, because I was in Appleton too, I was really pushing the voter registration piece and making sure the individuals had the stuff that they, that they needed to be able to vote because eventually they're going to find out our voting powers is, is, is where it's at. So they're going to continue to do stuff like try to disenfranchise us and try to find ways for us not to be able to vote. Like if you don't got a driver's license or if you ain't been at your residence for three years, all this kind of crazy shit they be trying to incorporate to keep us from voting. 
So what I was doing was not only helping people register to vote, I was making sure that they had stuff in place so that once these 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 bombardments came toward us to try to prevent us from voting, that we was good. You know, so that's really what we got to do, man. And I know it sounds cheesy, but we really only do it for the presidency. We got to register to vote. Make sure you know where your voting location is and make sure you know when the local election uh, election dates are. Because if you don't, they'll go right over your head. I don't know if y'all know this, but every six, uh, what, every six, every six, what, every six quarters. So how long is that? Six quarters, that's three quarters. Or every two and a, or one and a half, yeah, every two and a half years you required to vote on whoever's on your children's school board. Nobody even know that. Nobody even care about that because nobody want to be on the school board. So if a motherfucker signed up, chances are they going to win. You don't got to run <laughs> against nobody or do nothing crazy or nothing like that. But you got to replace the motherfucker. So basically what be happening is they be having all these little silent elections and motherfuckers don't even do stuff because they've been on the board forever and still on there. Now remember, you got an 80-year-old white man making your cool, your kids dress code for their school. <laughs> like, how the fuck, like, this nigga talking about like, their shorts can't be longer than their knees and I don't nobody wear knickerbockers no more. Like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> but this, this is the kind of stuff that sleep, slips under our nose because we are not paying attention to the local the local polls, the local elections. And like Pro said, these are the motherfuckers who vote, who choosing who the DA going to be. These are the motherfuckers who are, who are appointing the, uh, what do they call it? The, uh, the, the free lawyers, what do they call them? Um, uh, the, the, the public no, the, defenders. The public defenders. defenders. Yeah. These are the guys that are appointing and choosing the public <clears throat> defenders. The people that we voting for, the people that we supposed to be voting for. So make sure you voting, voting in those realms because having a bad public defender is just as bad as having a bad uh, district attorney or a bad lawyer. So, you know, if the dude that we can get for free is shitty, guess what? Everybody's going to get fucked up. And so, but, more likely, that's what people end up with. Yeah, because they, they, they pick them up because they can't win a case against them. <laughs> that's, that's what they're doing. Absolutely. And they know they're they young and they're going to take whatever position they can get to, to start out in the game to get their nose wet, to get that experience right. before they move on to something else. And most of the time, they don't stay around long anyways. No, they're there to get experience to move on. They get their time. They get a couple, uh, a couple number of cases under their belt. And because of their caseload on the public defender level, it's easy to do that in a fast manner. So like Pro said, you see them last for about two, three years. In two, three years, they done done over 1,000 cases. That's yeah. all you need. That's all you need. If you got 1,000 cases under your belt, now you can go work for any firm. You can go to any city. You can go. You can use that. You got 1,000 cases. Oh, yeah. And I, I think, like you said, my, my view on that is I think sharing the knowledge on how the elections and, and, the, and the process work so people mm -hmm. can understand how it works. Because right. most people don't even know the process of the, you know what I'm saying, the local elections and shit like that. They just think that when the presidential come around, it's all together. It's all in one. And it's like, yeah. nah, that ain't, <laughs> that ain't what we're talking about. So just kind of explaining how the process works. And like you said, giving them the information that they need and knowing what they need to have so that when, when it does happen, they're prepared. And it ain't just like, well, I thought you didn't need it. So I didn't, I ain't, I ain't ready today. Like, no, you said getting them ready for the process. Like, you need this, this, and this. You need that. You need to understand where you're, you know what I'm saying? And there's, there's shit online, and we attach to our phones all the time. You yeah. can go on and look up where your local voting areas are, what district you're in. Because right now, they're real good at changing districts and moving people around. Yeah. Gerrymandering and shit and yeah, so doing all kind of weird shit, like, changing oh, them. I don't, I don't know if you knew this, but we changed your district. You don't <laughs> vote at this church no more. You vote over here at the school now. And if you ain't registered for that school, you ain't voting that time. You got to wait till the next election. And guess what? Most of the time, it it ain't about them trying to say, 
if I do this, it's going to stop them. It's more about trying to create confusion. And it's, and it's all about creating frustration because they know the majority of the time when somebody's frustrated, they're less likely to follow up with it. Yeah. They're more likely to just be like, whatever, and just leave. Like, yeah. all right, this ain't where I'm supposed to vote at. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> and yeah, just be done with it. My kid is hungry. <laughs> Which, in a way, is them getting what they want out of the deal because they, they cause that confusion and they cause that frustration to make people not want to go in and do it. And that's, and that's another thing with some of these other things. Not necessarily coming out and saying, we don't want you to, but yeah. we're just going to make it that much harder for you to do so. So eventually, hopefully, we think that this will make you give up and not go forward with your vote. Because right now, if we do it the right way and, and, and organize the right way, it's a lot of power to be had in that. And you can tell us a lot of power in it because if it wasn't no power in it and our votes didn't count, they wouldn't be trying as hard to prevent <laughs> you from getting there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Nobody would ever be trying that hard. Like nobody never really come out and be like nowadays they can't nowadays they really can't just come out and be like we don't want y'all fucking powerful ass votes out here because it's messing up the balance of power out here. They can't say that really. But like Pro said, it's it's the little subtle stuff that they do around it to make it so inconvenient for you that you don't want to do it. And that's the thing we gotta get around, y'all. If it's if it's worth having, nine times out of ten, it ain't gonna be convenient. Like this fast food and stuff we eat, it's fast food, it's convenient. But if you eat it every day, you're going to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the other shit. It's the other shit, like the stuff you got to cook, the stuff you got to thaw out, the stuff you got to, you know, got to go get it fresh or whatever. It's inconvenient sometimes, but that's the stuff that's going to sustain your health and, and keep you alive and keep you moving. It's the same thing with everything else, like with this voting stuff. If it was easy for us to vote all the time, then our, our, our votes wouldn't mean shit. But because they're trying to give us hoops and stuff to jump through, jump through them hoops, man, and you'll be super surprised how jumping through those hoops help you out anyway. You know, if you're supposed to have this and this and that, get it and have it anyway. You know, just because it's what you're supposed to do. You know, I know you're doing it so that you can vote, but you're supposed to have the shit anyway. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. So, I mean, before we get into <clears throat> some more positive stuff, I wanted to go ahead and get this out the way, man. I know it's going to be a little heavy for the audience, but definitely want to start out by giving uh, condolences to the family and loved ones of Demarius Tom. Uh, Thomas, wow. uh, former wow. receiver of the Denver Broncos. He wasn't just a regular receiver. He was a beast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He always came through in the clutches and, you know what I'm saying, and very well respected around the league. I want to say rest easy, RIP, um, and condolences to, again, condolences to his family and loved ones. And also uh, so, um, Slim 400, uh, rapper out of California, who was killed visiting his family in Cali. So definitely condolences to his family and loved ones, man. Two deaths, two losses that we got in our in the rap community and the sports community. So moment of silence for those fellas. Man, that was just that, a that, that, that crazy Thomas week, death, man. That Demarius Thomas death was very unexpected, man. It was really out the blue. I know he was uh he was actually on the um the Denver Bronco team. That won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning that year. He went over there, um, and, and you know, I Peyton Manning left the Indianapolis Colts to go play there. So I was following that team real close, man. And they were just talking about how his work ethic and just his regimen, his daily regimen. Like people always talk about Steph Curry's pre pre uh, game routine and pre game workout. Mm-hmm. Man, Thomas had something very similar to that, where he would be the first one on the field out there listening to music and doing these drills and all that kind of stuff. So, man, just shout out to him, man. He's definitely going to be missed. For sure. And then, and I also saw 
the actual video of a Slim 400 was caught on uh, a camera in the front of his oh, family's house. They was talking about. So yeah. my kid was telling me about what. So what actually transpired? Like he was so outside. He, he was sitting in the car, and you can just see a guy pull up, get out of uh, a vehicle, and walk up to him with a assault rifle. Wow. Pretty much, and they exchanging they exchanging verbals, and then dude just just shot him, and and fam grabbed a gun. And when he grabbed the gun, dude was dragging him and shooting him at the same time all across wow. the yard. Like, so he holding on to the barrel of the gun, but dude wow. is like pulling back from him and dragging him across the yard and constantly shooting him. So it's it's just crazy, man. I, I didn't, at first I didn't know what it was. I thought it was something else. Mm-hmm. And it was a door. I think it was one of those door cameras. Yeah. Ring, like ring cameras ring or something cameras, like that, that, yeah. that caught it all on, on tape, man. So wow. definitely condolences to his family, man. That's that's crazy to see something like that. And obviously, once you get on the Internet, how do you ever heal or get the opportunity to heal and, and mourn for your loved one and the loss of your loved one when a video like that is floating around the Internet? So, Yeah, man, it's just so <laughs> graphic, man. It's just so crazy. Like, I mean, years ago as a, as a teen myself, you know, I saw stuff like that and heard of stuff like that in the movies, man. And I would always think to myself, like, man, you know, good thing that's a movie. You know, but now, you know, when when these teens and these young folks got access to that kind of stuff, it's almost you almost become damn near numb to it, man. Because if that is accessible, if we saw it, that mean our twelve year olds can see it. That mean our eight year olds can see it. That mean our sixty eight year olds can see it. Everybody can see it. And that really just takes a piece, a part out of you, man. When you see one black man shooting another black man as he's holding on to the barrel of a gun for dear life, and you dragging and shooting at like that's just such a crazy visual, man. It sounds like some shit that's made up. It sounds like some shit that to be in a horror movie or something. And this is what we're dealing with. This is the world we live in. And now, like you said, it's accessible to everybody because it's on the internet. Absolutely. And on that note, for everybody that's that's heavy on social media, and you get to see. The majority of these things going on, whether it's negative <clears throat> or things that we're not accustomed to seeing, make sure you balance that out with some positive views in your life and and make sure you're getting some positive, you know what I'm saying, uh, information into your mind because don't go to sleep with that that image being on your mind and all the negative imagery that you see on social media and other outlets on your mind. Make sure you get some positive balance in there because it's like you said, that's, that's bad for your mental health to have all of that negativity on your mind like that. It is, man. But, but yeah, man. I'm, but it's also important to know, you know, that, that, that we got to be aware of what's happening out there, too, man. So, like you said, it's a, it's important to have a balance, create that type of balance, create create a um a filter, though, y'all. Y'all got to have some type of filter to where, you know, you're not allowing this to just penetrate your psyche and be all you into and be all you see, man. Uh, mm-hmm. It was one said by a positive a motivational speaker for every. 10 minutes of negativity that you say it take a, a for every 10 minutes of negativity you say it take 100 minutes to you know kind of reverse that 100 minutes of positivity which is an hour and 40 minutes so 10 minutes of negative shit you're supposed to put an hour and 40 minutes worth of positive stuff on there to to, to kind of balance that and, and buffer it and we know that's that's not happening no nah, it ain't because we it's, it's people out there that's intaking more than 10 minutes and they definitely not doing the hour and 40 minutes to replace that 10 minutes or to overshadow that 10 minutes. So they'll just be, just be cognizant of what you're watching and putting in, like you said, what, what you, what goes in, it's what comes out most of the time. 
So you, you make sure we, we remember that when we're watching these videos and, and taking all this stuff that we see on social media and other outlets that we watch. And I, I don't know if you all heard any of the new songs from uh, Rick Ross' new album. Oh, definitely no. getting that replay value album of the week. His huh. album out already? Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Good. It's called Richard and Richard and I have been. I heard a few joints off of it. I didn't get to actually sit with the whole album. Um, but the two that kind of stood out to me is uh, this one called uh, Rapper Estates featuring Benny the Butcher. That's the one I heard. Uh, that shit went fire. And then uh, one called Outlaws uh, featuring Jasmine Sullivan and 21 Savage. So them the oh, two yeah, that Jasmine I gravitated towards. Yeah. I heard that too. Yeah. So yeah, them, them the two that stood out the most. Dumb, bro. I'm telling you, the, Gris the, Gr the, the Griselda family, bro, they. I don't they know. eating right now. They, they really is, man. They are they eating right now. They are not stopping. They're not stopping, and they constantly being on features. And if they ain't on the feature, they dropping their own work. Right. So and to hop on, hop on the verse with Ross and kind of, uh, kind of snub him and smash him on his own stuff on his own style of beat. That's kind of hard to do, but but Benny Butch actually pulled it off. And I know it ain't always about rap battle or comparing verses or nothing like that. But I'm a lyrical person, and when I hear a song, I always try to see you know who the strong point of the song is and and, and he, he he got Ross. He got the boss on his own song. I believe so too. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah. He came on that one. He, he might have got you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But, and I think that's going to happen and, and if not, you just don't have those kind of features on your album. So you got to be willing to step out there and get the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? Stand your ground on your own album. You know what I'm saying? Put in that work and it, it still sharp and steel, right? Yeah. If you ain't if you ain't out there and you ain't doing it with the best, then you can't be considered the best. So, in fact, that he's confident enough to put those people on his album and kind of vibe with them. And it's a smooth vibe. The whole album got a, a smooth vibe to it. So, if you haven't listened to it yet, go give it a spin. Again, it's Rick Ross, Richer Than I've Ever Been. Replay Value, Replay Value Album of the Week. Let's go, man. <clears throat> Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it. And I've been trying to put links and stuff like that in the in the uh, in the post. Uh, what I found out was it's some stuff I got to go in there and manually do sometimes. Oh, really? I, I, yeah, yeah. I was assuming, like, when I was doing it on the phone, like, I'll put it in the, in the uh, description. Uh -huh. that, don't, that don't even work. I got to go in there and actually do it. I found out that I could do a, 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 how to do the polls and the question and answers. Like, I've been promising y'all, the only problem is it only act, it's only active on Spotify. So if you're listening on any of the other eight platforms, you won't be able to interact with the poll, but if you're listening to us on Spotify or Anchor, you will you'll actually be able to interact with the polls that we have on there and the Q and A's that we have on there. So uh, we're gonna start incorporating more of those. And, and whatever you're doing, man, don't stop what you're doing. Have you listened to us? You're obviously listening to us on that platform because it's one of your favorite platforms or whatever works for you. Just keep listening. You know, don't worry about trying to diversify how you listen to us. We gonna work on our stuff on the front end to be able to. Um, you know, uh, to uh, incorporate what y'all doing. So, absolutely. I also saw that um, <clears throat> that it's a possible forming of a super group with Lloyd Banks, <laughs> Vado, and Dave yep. East called the Council. I saw that, and I hope it's true because I think all three of those artists got unique styles. Their cadence is crazy, and they got identifiable voices. I miss like Lloyd Banks. Anytime you hear any of three of those guys, you know it's them. I miss him being in the forefront too, man. Just because 
he he actually got man. He had released a project a couple months ago, man. That just was totally slapped on, man. But he actually got one of the most remarkable like punchline flows combinations that I've heard in a long time. And I don't know why cats. I mean, cats was fucking with him when he was on G Unit. Or when he was messing with 50 back in the day, they could kind of recognize that. But he ain't fell off none. If anything, he got no, better. No, and you, and you know what the crazy thing is? He's what they consider an artist artist. Mm-hmm. Like, the artist, like he, get, he definitely get credit from his peers. Yeah. Although these fickle-ass fans might not fuck with him like they used to because he ain't in the forefront. <laughs> Fickle-lacking now. And they and like they they are, and if you ain't in the forefront of things right now, dropping, and you ain't one of the most popular ones on in the forefront, they don't care nothing about you no more. But the thing is, the people that's in the culture, that understand this culture, and that's been around for a while, and the ones that haven't been around for a while still give him his flowers. So the fact that he's getting the respect from his peers, I'm sure that's good enough for him. Right. Um, you know, I mean, he rock with his fans, and he got he got a cult like following, so. There's always people waiting to hear Lloyd Banks come back out and that he can combine with. I, I started to say I was I was fucking with him because I, I said, Lloyd Banks, Vado, and Dave East. Motherfucker, you'd be called the light-skinned bandits. Yeah. <laughs> like all the light-skinned boys on the council. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I, but... I, I, I fuck with uh, Dave East heavy. I really wasn't into Vado like that. He all right, but it is what it is. We'll get it. We'll get it in. I'm telling you, like, I, I slept on Vado for a minute. I mean, because I when I originally heard his voice, I was like, yeah, he got a definitely a recognizable voice, and his cadence was always crazy, and he always had mad flows. If you listen to him, he got mad bars. It's just the oh, fact he that he he was in some messed up situations, like on like dealing with the label and I'm the best, and trying to do certain kind of songs that wasn't really his style. But now he really got back to what he's known for doing, which is dropping good music and and being lyrical with it. So the fact that you're gonna get three of those individuals, three of those. Those underdogs to me, pretty much, yeah. they all been underdogs in their own rights in certain right. areas. So the fact that you can get them all together to create a group, I think it'd be a good idea because they all lyrical and I think they can make some good music. Yeah, man, it, it remind me of the you know the presence <clears throat> that uh, Joe Budden had back in the day uh, with that slaughterhouse. It, it could right. be something similar to that, and I would love to see it, man. I love when I, I really do, man. I appreciate when artists can come together in a format like that. And just, just really be on some old, like, we all dope, but we doper together. When you hear us, we all distinctive, but it's like a good it's like a good recipe. You know, you, you yeah. put a lot of different flavors and a lot of different ingredients in there. And it don't just taste like ingredients. It tastes like a motherfucking recipe. And that's what I look forward to, that we can get these three guys to really put out a project. Because I miss the Slaughterhouse shit. I miss some of the other uh, old collabs that motherfuckers used to do back in the day. I even went um. Who was that? There was a uh, fucking with uh, uh, most definitely Salib Kweli had actually did an album together. Oh yeah, they wasn't no like that. But when they came together, they shit was fire, bro. I remember that collaboration too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yosin Yosin Bay, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No nah, man, but that shit used to be man. I don't know, man. I just you know, I just wish that. And I, I think you were saying something about this too the other day, <clears throat> just how. You know, stuff like money and business prevent good shit from happening a lot. Like, even, like, with the boxing matches and stuff like that. Money and business be preventing the best fighter from fighting the best fighter. Just like with this rap shit and this music shit, money and business be preventing, 
motherfuckers that can really come together and do some good shit from coming together sometimes because the, the numbers ain't right or the man, this promoter and this management group don't want it to happen and all that kind of crazy stuff. We'd be really missing out on some shit, y'all. Can you imagine if you took all the biggest names in the rap game right now and the R&B game and in the pop game and put all of those individuals under one record label that was black-owned? Man, you talking about not just generating revenue, but also allowing them to have a lot more creative control. Because the one thing I do know is these record labels be like, nah, you can't do that. <laughs> but, but but I really want, I said no. <laughs> and they, they be skewing niggas' projects, man. That's why although Jasmine Sullivan album is called Hotels, it came out earlier this year. It's, it's probably the album of the year. It might still be, you know, R&B-wise. I know a couple mm-hmm. other projects that came out that might nudge her a little bit. But there are 17 songs that wasn't on that. There's 17 songs that, that she got recorded that she wanted on that. It wasn't. She released one of them called uh, Tragic right after right after the album was out and she got a little fanfare or whatever. And she released that song. I, I don't think it's good enough to be on the album, but obviously she did because <laughs> she released it as a single after the album was out. But she got 16 more of them motherfuckers now. Who was to say what was better? The the shit that they let us that they let her re- release or the stuff that she really wants to release? We don't even know. Seeing at this point, their moves are strictly motivated by money. Money wise. It ain't about nothing else. It ain't about how the how the how the record gonna last. Mm-hmm. It ain't about how the record gonna make people feel or how it's gonna connect with your fans and how it can keep you connected with your fans. It ain't about none of that. Which is it's sad, purely man. about money and if it don't make money and it don't make, it don't sense, make sense then it ain't gonna make sense to have this shit on the album and they they, they either gonna push the album back or they're gonna do kind of weird shit and not clear certain certain features and cause they, mm-hmm. that they're gonna use that as another way of blocking some of the albums that you want on and that don't actually fit their narrative on how to get the money the right way so definitely man I, I just wish that man we would take all the powerful individuals that we had and, and took that and use it to our benefit and created a conglomerate that we could have in any aspect that we that we that we powerful in. I mean, in every aspect. If we did that in every aspect that we got some powerful players in, it would be sad. Because what it would do is it would force the people that's owning or used to own to change up how they doing, change up their business. Right. Because they ain't gonna sit back and say, "It's all good. I just get somebody else." Okay. You can get somebody else, but are you going to get another Drake? Right, and when all of somebody else's, when all of somebody else's is motherfuckers that look like us, then then what? You know? Yeah, you, you get a few because it's it's always going to be a few that they're going to be able to pull out the mud to say, look, you're going to be the next so and so. Let me own your masters and do all of this, but I'm gonna give you this right. this two million dollar advance check. Yeah, you're gonna get some because motherfuckers is hungry. People need yes, because people because they know it's always gonna they're always gonna get some out of desperation. And out of those a thousand people, one or two may hit, if yes. that. <laughs> so, but at the end of the day, what you don't want to do is you know how big Drake fan base is, you know how big Jasmine Sullivan fan base is, you know how big her fan base is, you know how big Cardi B and you know what I'm saying individuals like that, little baby and all the motherfuckers. Meg the Stallion. Like, if if all of these artists decide to get together and be like, no, we ain't rocking with that. And just think about this. Even if they did something like we bought to create a, a hip-hop union. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have our union rep 
be like, nah, we ain't honoring that. <laughs> we want this amount of money. Or we take in all of our clients who include this individual, this individual, this individual, and we're going to file a lawsuit. Yeah. Now, they can fight one artist. They got the money to fight one artist. But what they won't have the money for is to fight a whole labor union. Not all of them. <laughs> with, with all the artists included on the labor union when they pay their labor union fees. Right. Now, they would now, never want to see that. No. Nah. They would never want to see that because nah, they wouldn't be able to touch shit. it. The regular ass labor union for motherfuckers that work in factories and shit like that, you, they was causing big drama, drama in the government and, and making rules and setting standards and shit like that back in the early 80s and uh, uh, late to mid 80s. So you talking about motherfuckers with money? Motherfuckers yeah. that actually already got a bag on them? Them niggas was just working in the factory for $35 an hour, $17 an hour or something. We talking about motherfuckers with $35 million. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I know what it would do. But this is the reason why labor unions rarely exist anymore. And most companies got rid of their labor unions, whether it had to be for political reasons or for whatever other bullshit as red tape reason, red tape reason that they got rid of them because they know how powerful they were. Yeah. Yeah. They was like, man, we ain't finna let these motherfuckers keep telling us what to do. God damn it. We the ones with the money. Fuck this. Shut <laughs> <laughs> that union so, down. They started actually killing some of them, uh, them union reps too. Like, it was a story out here where one of the union reps that got pushed into like a motherfucking uh, paper cutter or like some type of, it was in a paper factory. So uh. they pushed, uh, oh boy, his name was Mon Files. He was one of the union reps out here. They pushed him in the little vat of uh, motherfucking uh, paper making material and he died up in there and shit like that. And since mm. that time, the union has been reduced in that place too. So they, 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 they like you say, bro, they, they can fight. They can fight one, or they can try to kill you, motherfuckers. I don't know. <laughs> they'll figure out. They'll figure out a way to try to, you know, what I'm saying like you say, infiltrate or scare the other people. Like y'all know what happened to Larry, right? <laughs> hey, hey, real quick, man. I know we running short on time. We down there at the hour mark, man. I was like I said, I was listening to some of our old podcasts, and we was really getting it in, man. But uh, the over the average overall length is an hour and eight minutes. But uh, we've been doing good, you know, time-wise. I know they cut us off after a certain amount of time, so it was one on it was an hour and 20 minutes, and that motherfucker got cut off. But um, I did want to say, man, shout-out to Kanye West, who I think the guy, you know, he, he's a he's a musical genius. I do think he may have some mental health stuff he's dealing with or whatever the case, case may be. But shout-out to him and Drake, because last weekend they did a concert together, and they called it. The Free Hoover, it was it was primarily about Larry Hoover, uh, the concert and raising money for him and his family to try to get some some litigation in place and some lawyers in place to get that man out of prison because he's just been in jail forever. But the thing is, it was really about sentence reform and, and talking about how are you going to just give a certain motherfucker a certain amount of time under this charge and it's not like that across the board or or how who's coming up with these charges and who's coming up with how long a motherfucker gotta be in prison for doing this and that. Cause whatever they charge Hoover with, I ain't never seen nobody else get charged for that. And it wasn't murder. He's been in there for longer than murderers. So mm-hmm. so that that concert, and for whatever the case may be, you know, the the, the music itself is speak for itself. It was cool to see them squash the beef come together and do some real cool shit with Amazon, Amazon video and Amazon Prime. They they taking over the world right now, but um, just just to see that they at least looking at shit like sentencing and, and policies behind that and 
and, and what's happening to our people. Something me and Pro been talking about for so long. How come Johnny can go over here and hit a motherfucker with a car and he get a day in jail and I do it and I get 20 years? Whatever that is, whatever that's called, whatever that 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 disparity or that that difference is called, that's what they fighting against. And they they did a fundraiser and the tickets was from two thousand two hundred was the lowest ticket, was the cheapest ticket you can get. Four thousand was most expensive, but it was because it was a fundraiser. It wasn't because they think they all that and they trying to just tax motherfuckers on their head. It was because it was a fundraiser to be able to come out. They did really well, man. They sold a whole fucking concert out. They generated some some enormous funds, but it was really good to see them dudes. Who was really? They was just beefing. Drake mm-hmm. and Kanye was just beefing, you know. So to be able to see them put that shit aside and come together for a righteous cause, as opposed to you know, I see a lot of guys put beef aside and then they go out and fuck with bitches and smoke and drink and shit like that. That was one thing, but to put beef aside and do a concert is generating some money toward a positive cause. That's the shit that we, we really got to start looking at it and, and figuring out how to do more of, man. For sure. So definitely big shout out to them for doing that. I did. I didn't get to see uh, the clips from him, but I heard it was a good show and it was for a good cause and and a lot of people came out. Drake did the worst songs he could possibly do. (laughs) That's all I know. (laughs) Somebody was talking about that, man, because there was there was questioning why he didn't do all his bangers. None of the good songs. He ain't do none and, of the good songs. And somebody had mentioned that the reason why he probably didn't is because it's Kanye show. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why him and Kanye is always beefing because they ego get in the way and they always trying to one up each other. Yeah, so yeah. the theory is they thought they think, I mean, and it, it wasn't verified, but one of the theories was is that he didn't want to get back into that mode of trying to one up again with Kanye because that's how they beef continued to go for so long. Yeah. They was constantly trying to one up each other and make a slick comments and with the music and who know this and that. So I think that to me, that sounds more logical than, than anything else. That makes sense. I'm glad. Because <laughs> Drake's smart enough to know what, what hits he's supposed to play. Yeah. So I, I highly doubt that he come to a Kanye show and just forget what his slaps are. <laughs> right. I highly doubt it. So it, it has to be something more logical than that because he's a genius when it comes to planning out shows and what hits to do and, and sets and all of that other shit. So I don't believe it to be that, but you know, it's just a theory. But that to me, it makes sense. It's no, a logical, I, I it's a logical explanation. <laughs> no, I hope that's the case, man. And that make now that you say that, that make all the sense in the world to me. You don't want to go to nobody's show, especially a fundraiser, and you're doing something positive. And you, you don't want to go to nobody's show and, and blow their shit up and, and show them up. Like, you don't, you don't want to do that. I right. So before we get up out of here, man, I have one last thing to talk about that <clears throat> one of the creators. Um, Craig Wright, a computer scientist who claims he was the inventor of Bitcoin. He won the $27 million uh, court case um, <laughs> that he don't have to split his $54 billion with his supposed partner because and, and the partner that actually was in, that, that said it was in on the business with him when he created it uh, is deceased. So he was supposed to, they were suing to try to get half of that $54 billion put into his you know what I'm saying? The state. And, oh, like for his family and shit? Yeah, but they lost. So <laughs> they didn't have they didn't have enough proof that well, he was actually so business stingy, partners. Though, though. Why niggas so stingy? So you think uh twenty uh let me see, what's happened? Fifty four, uh twenty five, twenty two, twenty seven. 
He don't think twenty seven billion was gonna be good enough for him, dog. And you know how it is that that's that story, like with Mark Zuckerberg, like the other dude swear he stole it from him, and and you know what? Nowadays, with with the way shit go like that, I I wouldn't put it past either one of these dudes. <laughs> did you ever did you ever see the movie though about Mark yeah. Zuckerberg? Yeah, he did steal the shit from that nigga. <laughs> and and that's the crazy thing, but the, it's all about all right. Can you prove it? And do you got the paper proper paperwork? And and in the end, it comes down to a moral question. All right, so you did steal it, but you know what you're finna make off of it. Are you gonna tell the truth? Or oh, you gonna be like, man, get your ass out of here. We never signed. Man, I feel <laughs> that, dog. that wasn't me, dog. <laughs> that wasn't me. I changed my name. What you call me? That ain't even my name no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ain't that. that was, that's another me. <laughs> my name Meta Jim. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's funny, bro. Yeah, so, man. That's sad, I wouldn't put bro. it past him, but that's unfortunate that you know what I'm saying for the family of of the deceased guy, the deceased partner that was claiming that. You know what I'm saying? They, they did it half and half, and he they was just asked for half. He wasn't asked for the whole thing, but they were saying that he was a partner in all of it. Yeah. They just didn't have enough proof to prove it. And if you got $54 billion, I'm sure you can find ways to make sure that they don't or don't oh, yeah. have any proof that you whatever, need. Whatever proof they had was definitely 50, $54 billion away. Could you, <laughs> they, they, could they, you go... He $54 billion the shit out of that proof. <laughs> could you go get the best lawyers? Yeah. You're going to get yeah. the best lawyers. You're going to get an assassin to kill the maid that heard it. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to confiscate the motherfucking papers and burn them. You're going to do all kinds of shit when you got $54 billion. You only need a million to do that. <laughs> Especially if you fight against somebody that ain't got the ends to, to fight it. Maybe you yeah. got a lawyer that'll be trying to do it for pro bono thinking that this is a $54 billion case. I take it pro bono just because if I win, I know what I'm going to get out of it, number one. Number two, the publicity that's going to come with it. Oh, man. Yeah. Do you think the kind of publicity you'll get from a case like that if yeah. you was a small-time lawyer or yeah. a lawyer taking it with a 50, $54 billion case? You damn near got to take that one on the, on the chin. Like, I, man, yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> yeah, if I, even if I get a half a piece of that money, I'm good with it. <laughs> shit. Give me 1% of that shit. I'm straight. But, uh, <laughs> hey, the crazy thing is, on Drake Allen, one of that certified lover boy Allen, Jay-Z said, he said, I got a couple billion on me and I know where you live. He was like, take that shit as a as a as a gift. Like, don't don't keep pushing the issue. He said, I got a couple billion on me and I know your address. I know where you live. <laughs> so that 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 in a sense is what that dude was basically saying. Like, hey man, y'all better calm down. Like, I know who y'all is, you know, and I don't want to see nothing bad happen to y'all. Y'all ain't getting shit, not even half. And that's crazy. With somebody with some money like that, you think they can't make you disappear if they wanted to? Especially if they know where you live. If they wanted to. And I first of all, most of us ain't never lived under no kind of pressure like that. Mm-mm. To where you got to look over your back 24-7 and see if somebody really trying to come get you. Right, right now, we we mad easy to get. <laughs> you, you mad easy to get at Mad time. easy to get. <laughs> so it, it wouldn't be hard for somebody to get us because we live regular lives. Yeah, we so if no... we wouldn't be thinking like, all right, I'm gonna walk out. I'm gonna walk out to go to the gym tomorrow. Somebody gonna pop me. Right, ain't nobody around because I get up at four o'clock in the motherfucking morning. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. That's the best time to get you, nigga. On the real, <laughs> that's like, what I'm saying. Like we, we wild easy to get at, son, because we ain't expecting no shit like that. Like the way our life and our schedule is set up, we set up to be live healthy, happy, pedestrian lives. If we knew 
niggas was out, we wouldn't be doing volunteering, doing no crazy shit. Cause I'd be doing the same shit. I'd be taking the garbage out at 2 a.m. Nigga, okay. <laughs> okay, keep it up. They're like, yeah, I know he taking his garbage out at this time. Let's get him in. Right. Shit. I got a couple cameras, but them little them little uh ring lights and nest cameras ain't gonna save a nigga from those <laughs> no uh, billion dollar motherfucker. Sure now. When uh, I know normally you don't celebrate Christmas and y'all do a trip on uh, Christmas. What, you, what y'all got planned this year with the kids? Yeah, so on the uh, the weekend of the 17th, which I think is actually coming up this weekend, the weekend yeah. of the 17th, we going to do some shit. Uh, we going to this uh, facility they like called Urban Hill. It got the trampoline park, virtual reality, arcade, go-karts, all this crazy shit right inside. And then after that, we're going to do our little traditional Outback Steakhouse, man. They really fell in love with that the couple times that we've been there. Because we went to one in Twin Cities. We went to one in uh, Miami. We was down there. We went to one in Appleton last year. So we're going to do the uh, Outback Steakhouse after that. And that's 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 what we're going to do for my birthday. And then uh, on Christmas, we're going to uh, Wisconsin Dale. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wisconsin Dale's on Christmas, huh? That shit fell on the weekend, man. So, you know, I actually get the little... The, the the New Year, uh, the Christmas Eve, the whole motherfucking uh, Christmas, all that shit, it just worked out so well. And we gonna go down now. What you got going on, though, man? What you got playing? You moving around a little bit, or you staying at the crib? What you got going on? I'm thinking about moving around a little bit. Uh, not sure <clears throat> when I'm gonna head out or whatever, but I think I'm gonna plan on doing something. Well, let's do this, man. Let's do this, and and, and let's see if we, if we got the power to, in this part of the generation to do something like this. Let's see if we can talk to Tony, talk to TT, talk to whoever we need to talk to, see if we can reproduce something like what y'all was able to pull off on Thanksgiving. And the only reason why I say that is because I know when I talked to Tony, he was like, you know, I get it, you know, if it was short notice for Thanksgiving, but. You, I better see your black ass on Christmas. You know what I mean? And I talked to Lisa, and she was like, you know, hey, man, some people called in. You ain't even FaceTime in or nothing. They're like, what's that with you? So I was, <laughs> I was hollering at the fam. Just trying to see if we could do something like that. And and if it got to be on Christmas Day, let's do it on Christmas Day. If it, if it could be on, you know, because like I said, the day after Christmas is a Sunday, too. So whatever, whatever works for everybody, man, I just want to make sure we could do something like that because, like you were saying earlier in the year, that we don't create these traditions now, you know, man, I don't see Chandel on the kids' line pulling no shit off like that. Nah, <laughs> not, nah. not yet, not right now. It may take a while. Right, it may take a while. So definitely, I'll, I'll definitely look into that and talk, talk to them and see if everybody's able to make it. Because <clears throat> I, I already asked TT if she was going to talk to Uncle Troy and see if he was going to be able to make it down and bring Giovanni or bring the bring the boys with him or whatever. So. Yeah. We'll see. I, I I chat with everybody and see what's going on and see if everybody can make it happen because it would be nice to see everybody. Yeah, let's but, do some uh, behind the scenes work on that, man. See if we can do something like that. And for the listeners that's out there listening, man, like I said, uh, I was just having a conversation with my daughter earlier today. She was talking about, um, you know, she didn't feel like she didn't feel like she had enough presents for my grandson. And I was like, well, you know, Sandell, the reason why we stopped buying presents is because we bought y'all a whole bunch of presents and y'all didn't even really care or appreciate them. Price, he don't give a fuck about no toys or no gifts or none of that kind of stuff. He don't even understand yet. He only two. So right. what she's doing is setting herself up for failure because she's going to spend all his money on all these gifts and that little boy going to open them gifts up, throw them across the room and step on them and break them and she's going to be heartbroken. But he don't know no better. He's spoiled already. He got everything that he could ever want right now in his in his life. 
So whatever you buy him on the twenty fifth, hey, you don't give him no fuck about that. Just like you bought it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. But but young parents don't know that, and, and she's setting herself up for 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 a rude awakening. And I don't want her to have that, you know. So I Absolutely. was trying to explain that to her uh, earlier today. But you know, we got to start. We, whatever y'all doing out there, man, for these traditions and for these holidays, examine it and make sure you're doing it for you. Examine it and make sure you're doing it because you want to do it and because it's something that you enjoy. Don't get caught up in these in these motherfucking uh, commercial holidays and, and and the money and all that kind of stuff. Make sure it's a, it's in your heart to do it, man. Make sure it's something Absolutely. that matters to you. And make sure it's unique to your family and make sure it's something that's sustainable mm-hmm. that that you know you can pass on and that's something that the next generation can keep up with. Don't go above and beyond to the point to where the next generation feel like they can't even you know what I'm saying? They Keep up it. to the tradition or they can't do it. They can't pull it off. So then that's how traditions get killed. Yeah. So, right. and they just end. And so they just right. stop because like, man, I can't do all that. That's too much. So make sure it's sustainable. Make sure it's unique to your family. And if it's unique to your family, it should be sustainable because it's something that, you, you know, it fits everybody's situation. Yes, sir. So definitely, man, we done had a good show, man. We gonna go hey, ahead and get up out of here, man. Episode 56. Yeah. For those Listening out there, all our fan base, listening for the wrong and the right reason. It's your boy Provoc, and to my far right, I'm Showtime. And you already know what it is. You know how we end this joint every time. Here, see and feel the movement. Bless up. We'll catch y'all on episode 57. Thank y'all for listening. We out of this piece. Peace. Peace.